0: Talking Like Normal People is brought to you by MyCastingFile.com, MyCastingFile, the place for talent to get their start. All right, welcome to Talking Like Normal People, a show dedicated to talking about acting, casting, and auditions, and probably some other things, too, with people who love it. I'm your host, Ryan Glorioso, casting director based in New Orleans, Louisiana. To the right of me, the future, Justin Coulter. Hi. Casting associate. Hello. Hello what's up bro not much feel good you got a you got a cool jacket on (laughs) thank you it was a rap gift
1: why are you talking so loud that's not normal i'm just i'm I'm excited (laughs) about our guest i'm hype on life i it's a lot of reasons to talk this way. you nice. like the
2: flavor, flavor of the. Of the I the interview right take now. it
1: all back. I'm gonna rein it in now.
0: <laughs> hey, everybody! Thanks for listening. Um, we really love our listeners and yeah. our subscribers. So if you're not a subscriber, become one. Our our guest today is a subscriber and a listener. That's how she got on the show. Yeah. <laughs> Please help us out by rating us, reviewing us, and obviously subscribing on iTunes or SoundCloud or Google Play or pod bean um and then yeah so that stuff uh postcard of the week postcard of the week uh is from rebecca robles and it's it's really simple it's just a nice picture of her on the front with her name and her website rebecca robles.com right Mm -hmm. simple and then the back is sexy. <laughs> she's she's in wearing, her panties. Yeah, she's not wearing any pants. All right. Right. So uh, check out rebeccarobles.com everybody. I, you know, will have to go to the website to learn more about her.
1: Oh, Ryan kept that one. He I, did not throw it.
0: I mean, how could you throw it away? It's so nice. <laughs> All right, actor tip of the week. Exciting. You know, I mean, this one might be a little obvious, but maybe not for new people. I, I want you to step out of your comfort zone. Take a risk, try something new and different in life, right, and in acting uh, in an audition make make more bold choices. Make I know that's more. a pretty generic tip, but yeah. um, I think it's important for people to get out of their box and out of their head and to you know do new things. Can
1: we define a a bold choice
0: Define it for me
1: I asked you <laughs> you and can you define a bold choice
0: um
2: I mean, I think sometimes when you say bold choice, actors think bigger, as yeah. opposed to just really diverse and really uh, bringing no, yeah. themselves. Yeah, I, 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 <laughs> I don't mean bigger, <laughs> not bigger. I know you don't.
0: I don't mean bigger. Something different,
1: something a little yeah. outside the box.
0: Yeah, I mean, I'd have to have a specific. Yeah. Uh, don't make all the obvious situation. choices.
1: Can yeah, or do like that. maybe
0: that's the boldest that's choice the you bold can choice. make. All right. Okay. <laughs> Today's guest is a New Orleans actress on the rise to great success. With a combination of excellent acting chops and an amazing work ethic, she stands as one of the strongest talents in our market. She can be seen on The Walking Dead as Olivia or Sun Records as Gladys Presley, with several projects in the can, including The True Don Quixote with Tim Blake Nelson. Please welcome actor, professor, and entrepreneur, Anne Mahoney.
2: Ah. Hi, guys. Thank you for having me. I'm excited. Thank
0: Thank you you. for bringing wine. Yeah. That's how you know it's going to be a good episode. (laughs) There's wine
1: involved in this one.
0: Everybody take a sip.
1: Here we go. Air 8.
0: Ooh, oh, we're going to get we're going to get complaints about yeah. that.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> Do you get complaints?
1: Yeah. He got a four star review and he's up at night about it.
2: <laughs> what did they say?
0: Someone said don't eat on on Mike. Someone. Yeah. Ew. That wasn't the four star. No, but that, yeah. that was just a pro, quote unquote pro tip. Yeah. pro tip. And I, I appreciate that. All right. And. So uh, start from the beginning. Who are you? Where are you from? How did this all happen? Why are you an actor? Start from the beginning. Tell us. Tell us. Tell us. We need to know.
2: (laughs) Well, I'm from a family. I'm from a family of musicians. My father's a jazz musician and composer. He taught at Loyola for 36 years in their jazz program. My mother is a classical musician and um, went back to school to be a nurse when I was a kid. So I grew up around music. Mm -hmm. But my first love was ballet. I was four years old the first time I was on stage in a ballet. And I did that till I was about 16. Do you
0: remember being on stage at four years old? Absolutely. Yeah.
2: I remember because I was playing an angel in the Nutcracker with the Delta Festival Ballet, which is a local New Orleans ballet company. And we're the beginning of the second act of the Nutcracker and it's got the big overture and they pumped all the uh, smoke on stage at that time, we didn't have the smoke machine, so it was literally ice, dry ice in a bucket and a fan, right, of all this thick, 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 dry ice, and I was in the front, because I had a really good timing, (laughs) and so the curtain, I remember the curtain blowing with the fan, the first, I remember the first time, (laughs) and as that curtain came up, and watching like the fog go out into the audience, and then the whole, it was at the Mahalia Jackson. Oh, wow. This giant audience, and there you are, and I was like, breathe breathe, remember, listen to the music, breathe. But that was my first onstage experience. Wow. At yeah. four
1: years old, you had that old. type of uh, calm, self-calming ability. It's like, get it together, Anne. <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah, I just knew that I had a job because you, yeah. they would always leave, if they had to go work with another group, they would say, Ann, go over this, go over this, these steps with the other angels. Because I'm from a family of musicians, so yeah. I understood the count, I understood the music. So I felt responsible, you know, if, I, if I'm not off, then the whole gang of angels yeah. isn't gonna go to hell. <laughs> so I better get my four year old's crap together.
0: Okay. just so inform the rest of your life.
2: Yeah. It's pretty do much you, the way I operate. Do you
0: feel responsible?
2: Yeah. I do, actually. I feel, re- that's why I teach now, too. I yeah. feel responsible for, because I didn't have parents who could teach me about acting, right? Yeah. So now that the things that I know, I wish I had had a, a teacher who knew these things. And so I'm, I feel like immensely blessed that I can talk to other actors about the process the way that I can now. So, Awesome. So that's how it started.
0: Okay, so four years old, you do this play. Yep. And then where do you go from there?
2: So I did ballet, and I was a good ballerina, but I wasn't a tiny little girl. I was always very strong and tall. And then when I was 10, I did my first play. Loyola was looking for kids for Filler on the Roof. My dad was teaching there. and He said, well, I have three kids. So uh, <laughs> me and my older brother ended up being in Fiddler. And I remember the energy of that, being able to talk and dance and sing. And all those college kids who were so into this work that I was like, this is what I want to do. Yeah. I don't want to just be a dancer. I want to I act. I want to sing and dance. and." and be a pirate in the pirate open dance a song anyway, I know that song you know that song to sing and dance so anyway yeah that was my first play and, <laughs> and then I got kind of hooked um Ray but,
0: Stevens yes that's yes, who sings that. yes
2: It's who Steve- okay
0: go ahead yeah.
2: so um yeah so then after that I you know I went to New Orleans public school actually Jefferson Parish public school kindergarten through 12th grade when I was in school you couldn't go to NOCA if you didn't live in the parish oh Oh. So Noko was not an option for me, but I had the most magnificent teacher. This is going to be like five times in here I tried to cry, and this is going to be one of them. His name is Morris Block, he had no kids. And um, he cast me in my first play in school. It was Little Shop of Horrors, and I was in eighth grade, and I was one of the Ronettes, the three singers. Awesome. And it was me and a senior and a junior. And I could barely fill out my little sequin dress, you know, like all legs and big purple glasses. <laughs> but Morris really believed in me, and um, and I joined the speech and debate team. I think we've talked. To, you've talked to some other people. Who was it? Who was on speech and debate? Was it Geraldine? Geraldine,
1: Geraldine S- Lance
2: Nichols.
0: Yeah. Well, that hasn't aired yet.
2: The viewers don't oh, really alert, know it that. Did air. It spoiler did air. alert! Spoilers don't know. But that speech and debate was was instrumental in my life because our public school was unusual. Most of them didn't have speech and debate teams. They were mostly Catholic and private schools. Yeah. So, um, and we were really we competed nationally every year. And um, and Robert, Robert, yeah, the, okay. your
1: husband,
0: yes,
2: yes. Yeah. Oh, Robert, he had was had. a national.
0: A national What competitor. did he do
2: again? Was it dramatic?
0: He did dramatic. Yeah, yeah I did dramatic
2: sure. com- uh, comedy. I did duo and duet. I think we had this conversation when he did my photos. Yeah. Yeah. He
0: was That was his, his jam.
2: It was my jam, too. It was just... And Morris would let me do stuff I had no business doing as a yeah. teenage actor. I did, like, Death and the Maiden. Do you know that play? No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but you did it. You did it. You did I did it. it as dramatic. It's a woman who was like tortured sexually and also mentally by this awful guy Sounds who was a Nazi. Right. And I'm like, I want to do this as my dramatic 15-year-old. You know, he's like, absolutely. You know, <laughs> I did uh, The Search for Signs of Intelligent Life in the Universe, the Lily Tomlin plays my comedy. And, you know, it, it was. it's not a slapstick show. It's character driven, you know. Right. so I know um, that one very well. Oh, I love that play. Yeah. So, you know, I was doing this stuff that really was kind of out of my league. But I think what it set set me up to do was to not be afraid. Yeah.
0: Now, when what years were you in high school? I'm trying to trying to map out if we were like around the same time. I don't
2: think so. I think you're younger than me. I was 90 to 94 in in high high school? school.
0: I graduated in 91. I'm older. than You're me. older than me. I oh, could have yeah. told you that. I said, yeah. "God damn, looking, <laughs> get it."
2: I'll see if I see. Look um, at you.
0: So, so you did most of your theater at the at the
2: all at the high school. High school. The only professional productions I ever did, I did a production of um, a little night music with Jefferson Performing Arts Society. Okay. Um, and that was it.
0: You never went to De La Salle because we we used to get girls from other schools and
2: usually yeah. St. Mary. At the time I was there They were St. Mary girls
0: um, I think Yeah St. Mary Dominican Sacred Heart Sacred Heart I knew
2: all those girls But yeah. I think that I don't know why that It never happened But I was so busy With my
0: with Speech your and bait
2: yeah. And my play there And I was we were pretty crucial Because we were a small group Yeah so, know, the,
0: so then you do You do the theater In high school and, and did that take you To college for theater
2: Yeah It was Mr. Block Again Who was like You know You should if Do you want to do this And I was like I want to he said, well, you should go to college for it if you want to do it. And I was like, all right. So my father and I went, we, we always went to New York for the summer. My folks are from upstate New York. And uh, so we drove down the East Coast, and I stopped at several colleges. And my father accidentally called this little bitty 9 Methodist college called Greensboro College instead of UNCG. <laughs> <laughs> and so I went to this little college for an interview with a man named David Tram, who was heading up a very small theater program there. And I interviewed with him and auditioned, and I got full scholarship. Ooh. Um, I had good grades, too, okay. But <laughs> but they were but it was amazing because he really saw me, even though I didn't have all the fancy training or the fancy credits or whatever. He was like this, I see this girl. So it was me and twelve students that came in my freshman year, and I'm the only one who graduated in acting out of the, the That's twelve. Four years wildly
0: later. small. Is that program still? Thriving or It's
2: very much thriving He actually heads up The North Carolina Theater Conference Nice So And that started When I was there And the program Really built By the time I left There were like 30 Coming in at a time As freshmen
0: So where 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 was this this
2: College Greensboro, North Carolina Greensboro, North
0: Carolina Nice Little
2: bitty college 700 students Oh wow Now
0: Had you ever Spent any time In North Carolina Before going to college Beautiful there right It's
2: beautiful And I just I operate a lot On this This way too Was like I felt like I was being called there because of the way it happened. My dad called the wrong school, <laughs> right? Right. And as I went to the wrong school and then I was like, oh, this guy really gets me. And, and I have to tell you, those four years were very difficult because we did just as much tech work as we did acting. I had 8.30 classes every morning because it was so small. There was no, var- if you didn't take a class when you had to take it, it didn't exist,
1: Yeah. right? right.
2: So my days were like seven in the morning, I would get done with rehearsal at 10.30 at night. I'd go and rehearse my scenes for acting class. I would do my studying. My homework would go to bed at 1, 2 in the morning, get up and start and do it again. And I'm not complaining. I, I actually, like, that's the time to do that yeah. in your life, you know. But I feel thankful that I had that kind of a grueling yeah. experience.
0: <laughs> so so then you go through that. And what does that take you to? Probably about 98? Yep. And then what?
2: Well, I didn't I wanted to go to New York. I was like, I want to go to New York City. I'm gonna try it. I'm gonna start auditioning. Notice this is all stage. Do you want yeah. it to
0: be a Broadway actor?
2: Broadway actor. You know, some singing, dancing, some straight plays too, though. I really I did a lot of straight plays in college too. Right. And Shakespeare, a lot of classics. So I was like, uh, one of my teachers said, You really should go to the university resident theater auditions for graduate school. You should just do it, even if you don't want to go to grad school. And I was like, fine, you know. <laughs> So, and I can't, even when I say fine, I can't not prepare. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so I'm still going to prepare as if I want it more than anything in the world. So, it's kind of a disease, I have to be honest. Like, it's, sometimes it keeps me up. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Being an actor is a disease. It, it, I'm just kidding. I
2: think it kind of is. <laughs> could, I really do. Uh, so, I went to Erda's in uh, Chicago and auditioned. You have to get past the screening and then you audition for like 30 grad programs all at once. Okay. And I got a lot of callbacks. <laughs> and and again, I had that moment of like my dad calling the wrong. I feel like this is bragging. I feel like yeah. it's weird. That's all <laughs> no, right.
0: We're talking. It. We're finding out about you. Brag it. You it's can just, brag it. I'm just
2: telling it by way of saying it's the same thing as my dad calling the wrong college. It was like I got all of these callbacks and had all these possibilities. And I went, you know, I guess maybe this is the next place for me. As much as I want to just go to New York, yeah. I think This is the next step. And, you know, my undergraduate training had been all Meisner, Stanislavski, very Western-based method acting. And the college I chose, my teacher uh, studied the Suzuki method of actor training under Tadashi Suzuki, the Japanese theater master, when he was creating it. What is that? I've never, ever heard (laughs) that. Yeah, explain to our
0: audience what (laughs) Suzuki is.
2: So...
1: It's a motorcycle, right?
0: It
2: is, totally. And it's also um, um, a method for teaching music. Oh, uh, okay. But this Suzuki's like Smith, I guess, in Japan. Oh, it's okay. A very, I guess it's a very... Um, Common. Well, okay, so so for comparison, Stanislavski-Meisner is very inside-out kind of work. It's very um, relax, and from a place of relaxation, you act, right? Suzuki training puts you in a difficult place, and then within that, asks you to relax and act. So it's a physical physically brutal training method, physically and vocally very brutal, very hard on the body. And it, just like anything, you know how when you're tired, you know, it could be like somebody gets the sauce wrong on your sandwich and you burst Mm -hmm. into tears. When, like, first thing in the morning, that would never happen in a million years. Well, this work pushes you to that place. It pushes you to a place of exhaustion so you get back to a really instinctual kind of connection to yourself.
1: How so? How do they (sighs) physically push you, what, what well, are they doing of, It's to you? a
2: set of exercises. So, okay. he, so he drew from, Tadashi drew from several different traditions. He drew from no theater, NOH which is an ancient Japanese theater. You train 12 years before you step on a stage. Oh my gosh. So particular. And what they would do is they built their stages over cemeteries because they, and before the performance they would stomp the stage vigorously because they believe it wakened the spirits and they would possess the actors and they would float like ghosts across the stage. Makes sense obviously so he drew from that he drew from kabuki which most people are real familiar with the big loud makeup big costumes lots of yelling martial arts and ballet so one of the exercises for example um is called uh the walks there's 10 of them across the floor they use different parts of the feet the first one is stomping as hard as you can into the floor from the beginning of the floor all the way to the end with the upper body completely relaxed not like floppy but relaxed and the lower body working really hard and so you remain make, you make cool in this place of like great peril. And in that juxtaposition, you go to some really fantastic places <laughs> that emotionally. That is so interesting. So, <laughs> so
0: before deciding to go to this school, you, you said, I want to do that.
2: Well, I, well, I read about it. Yeah, no, sorry. What
0: you yeah, go ahead. I mean, that, that drew <laughs> you in, the, the possibility of this technique.
2: Because here's how I felt. I felt like emotionally, I was a really accessible actress. Like, I felt like I could emotionally get to wherever I wanted to, but I didn't feel like I physically and vocally reflected it. I felt weak in that area. And so when I saw this training and I saw the actors and what they were doing, I was like, I think I need that. And it it ended up not just being the physical and vocal training that I needed. I needed the confidence that it gave me to not be afraid to fail big time. (laughs) Okay. So that's why I chose it. Nice. Yeah.
0: So then that was what, a two-year or three-year three year program? Three-year program.
2: Three-year program? Nine students, three years. Nine? Yeah.
0: Wow. Wow. Dang. And, they, and all nine of you made it the whole time?
2: We lost three after the first semester, and then we gained another three, and they went through to the end. Um, my teacher, Eric, who's hard ass, he uh, didn't explain anything about the training almost the whole first semester. So, <laughs> when you're not able to connect the dots, it's a little bit like Jedi training, you know? Yeah. They're like, just do it. And He's like, he would just, just do it. You're like,
0: M- like, Mr. Miyagi, yeah, taint the fence,
2: <laughs> exactly. Japanese training, right? <laughs> just do it.
0: Uh, so then, okay, so then that takes you to what 2001? Yes. Then what happens?
2: Um, then I moved. I did my summer at the Berkshire Theater Festival. After doing, um, I did an internship at Long Wharf. Did a play there. Darko Tresnak, who just won, I think, a Tony recently. Nice, he's fantastic. And I worked at the Berkshire Theater Festival, got my equity card there, and I moved to New York on August 18th of 2001 oh. to start my career. Oh, on great! Good stage. timing. Good
1: timing. Oh, I see. I see where this is going. Yeah. Yeah. So then, so then,
0: <laughs> so then <laughs> the towers come down. Yes. And and I watched my career
2: crumble. Really, <laughs> my possible. Well, I had started. I'd had some really good auditions. I'd had one at Irish Rep that went really well. They were interested in me, and um, I'm not gonna be able to think of any of the other ones right now. But as soon as that happened, first of all, the theater shut down. Secondly, once they started up, they're not taking chances on new, newbie new girl. People, yeah. They're gonna pack movie stars into yeah. the onto the stage as they should, it's a business Yeah, right. to make money so they can keep the doors open. So kind of all those doors slammed shut.
0: Hmm. Oh, that sucks. Wow. Yeah. So then, so what did you do?
2: I, um, I decided to put on a play cause that's what I knew how to do. Yeah. That's cool. So in New York, in New York, yeah. I adapted Trojan women because it seemed appropriate for what was happening and gathered some other Yukon kids who'd done Suzuki training. You know, I don't know if it was very good, but i but I did it. Mm-hmm. Um, but none of the big charities would accept our, I wanted to donate the money to, to World Trade Center victims. That was like kind of my, like, I can't do some of these things, but I, but I can do what I can do to, to help, right? And this is what I do. So some of the bigger charities wouldn't take our money because they couldn't, quote, vouch for what the play was about. Oh, Trojan yeah. women. Really, Mm, really, come on, really. So this little bitty um, thing called Project Life Lutheran Initiative for Empowerment agreed to take our money, came to see the show, and then offered me a job. So I worked with World Trade Center victims for two years. After that, oh, that's awesome! As a social worker, neat. With my MFA in acting. Well, (laughs) as as
0: it goes, I'm sure you. you, I'm sure you uh, got to hear some insane stories. I did, and. Deal with some crazy stuff. Yeah. So was that your first survival job?
2: It was my first survival job, and as far as that goes, it was like forty-five thousand dollars a year. It was not bad. Yeah. You know, it's not great. bad. I felt rich. You know, <laughs> I have kids yet. Yeah, yeah. I was like, yeah, I'm so rich. I'm gonna go out every night. Were so. you
1: were you auditioning during that time, or mm-hmm. was it was it still those doors closed? Those
2: doors were closed. Yeah. I tried when I could. I ended up actually getting into a show because a roommate of mine was a stage manager. And it ended up being an Obie award-winning show oh. with Yi Theater Company, which is a, um, an Asian-American-centric theater in New York City, off-Broadway. And it was a production of The Romance of Magno Rubio, which is a beautiful um, Filipino play. And I played the love interest, Clara Bell, whom Magno falls in love with, and she's supposed to be six feet tall. So I was a shadow, mm. a speaking shadow puppet, so I could be the, the size oh, I need to be. wow. Yeah. so that was, I got to do some off-Broadway, which that's, was really yeah, cool. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah.
0: And then did you move back to New Orleans after that, soon after that?
2: I did. It was 2003. Um, I looked at my soon-to-be husband and I said, I just can't, I can't do this anymore. You know, I I hear there's a lot of great stuff happening in New Orleans. I miss my parents. I miss my people, my town, the energy of my town. You know, I love to visit New York, but then I really badly want to go home because I feel tired. You know, it's just so chaotic. So I came home. And I started doing plays here. And I did a play with Lara Grice.
0: Love her. Hey, she's been on our show. Yeah, she has.
2: Mm-hmm. Called The Glass Mendacity. It's actually a Tennessee Williams parody. It's really funny. And we were I was driving her home one night, and she said, you know, you should do film and television acting. Mm. And I said, I'm weird looking, and I'm not skinny. And she said... Right. You should do the television <laughs> acting. Exactly. And she's like, let me introduce you to Claudia Spiker. No idea who
1: she is. She comes up every other episode. Oh, she's yeah. she's an extraordinary yeah. woman.
2: Yeah. So uh, Claudia came to see the play and she took me on. That was it. Nice. And that's how I started doing this end of things in my life, which I never intended to do. But you're doing it. I'm doing it and I love it now.
0: Yeah? Yeah, did I Did really you not did. at first?
2: No, I loved it instantly. I, there's something about... I have the hard the thing I have the hardest time with and love the most about theater is the rehearsal process. Yeah. Oh, I love it and I hate it. Because yeah. at a certain point, I'm like, all right, can we just do this? Let's, yeah. put, it, let's put it on. Let's go.
0: But on film and TV, there really is no rehearsal process. No.
2: And it feels scary. And I like that. I like that, like, do it now.
0: Not knowing. Yeah. Yeah. So you have a natural reaction to yeah. things. Yeah. I love it. That's great. Yeah. So when did, uh, so you get with Claudia and then you start going on auditions and when did it start to to happen for you? Did it take a while or?
2: I booked the very first thing I auditioned for. Nice. <laughs> yep. I had no idea what I was doing. It was for Frankenstein the, that was supposed to be a television series. It did not get picked up. But, oh, the um, Parker Posey thing. Parker Posey, Adam Goldberg. What? Michael I love, Madsen what? I love Parker Posey Deneen Tyler and that's how I met her and, the, and she was wonderful to me because it was my first my, my person was almost killed by Michael Madsen in, in the episode but I survived and then I'm sitting on the back of the ambulance like sobbing telling my story about what happened to me and Deneen was the DA and so my first day on set they decided to do that last scene so it's me bawling beat up on the back of the ambulance, right? And I walked on set and what's great about it is on set, you have everything. It's like, you're not not gonna pretend sit in an ambulance, it's a chair and like we light it and it looks like an ambulance, you know, like you do in theater. It's like, there's the ambulance, there's the tape, there's the people watching, it's all there, right? I was like, whoa, this is incredible. So I sit down.
0: (laughs) Immersive theater.
2: Right? It's like, this is so real, you know? Because you're so used to having to imagine all that stuff, so, and I was like, I was so nervous, and Deneen leaned over to me, and she's like, You're doing great, oh you're doing great she's and I was so like, sweet. She could tell you, you were nervous, I think just between takes, I was yeah. like i don't know if i know, I don't know if I'm doing this right I don't know if I think I said to her, i think uh, am I being too big? Is it like what she's like no you're you're doing great, so yeah, that was my first my first thing that's crazy, awesome,
1: yeah. and then you thought i'm a hundred percent booking." Uh, ratio. This is how it will always be. I don't
2: know. I don't remember. I just remember freaking out when I got it. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I just um I I don't know if I was sold yet. Yeah. I was kind of like, mm, okay, that was really cool, but I'm I'm a theater actor. Yeah. You know, I'm a theater actor. Yeah, yeah. Right. Very serious.
0: Serious. Do yeah. you still do theater?
2: I haven't. I haven't in a while. Let's see. The last play I did was probably 3 years ago. Because I have kids. Yeah. And the the commitment time and the money that comes with that <laughs> yeah. commitment time. I yeah. just can't justify Or the lack it. of money. Because, you know, your kids are at school all day. They get home like three thirty, four, 4. And then I would have to be at rehearsal 6.30 or 7. Right. And it's just, I, I just, they're too young.
0: I mean, being a, a film and TV actor is ideal.
2: Yeah. Right? It is. I mean, when I'm gone, I'm gone. Yeah. You yeah. know? But when I'm home, I'm there. Right. And I can be really present yeah. for my kids. So.
0: Go ahead. No, you, so oh. you've, you've been, uh, it seems like you've been traveling back and forth. Is it to Los Angeles or New York? Yeah, but So or do you have something going on there? Or what's, if you can't talk about it. No,
2: I can you, tell you about the New York thing. The LA stuff has all kind of been processed. I've been meeting all, I've been having meetings with, um, like I did a general at NBC with VPs of casting. I did one at CBS and um, just meetings, meeting yeah. people who don't know me. Yeah. Casting directors who That's don't great. know me. Through ones who already know me, so contact my agents, contact them, and say, "Carmen Cuba, can you call this person?" You know, so I've been doing that a lot in LA, just to get to know people. And then in New York, um, I worked on Good Cop, which is a new Netflix show coming out. Nice with Tony Danza. Hey, really? Hey, oh! He is the best. He is the tiniest person. He's so tiny. He's ripped, but he's tiny, you yeah. know? He's like, Annie, 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 hey, I'm so sorry. I'm screwing you up right now with this scene, but hold on. Can you give me, like, a pause before that line so I can, like, go for the gun, but then I don't? Is that, yeah? And then we get done for the day, and he's like, he's like, Annie, I could look at your face all day. Aww. I could look at your sweet face all day. Oh He was sweet. He was wonderful. Oh, yeah. what a
0: nice guy! Yeah, Tony.
2: Dan. That's
0: good that you're doing all those meetings. I mean that that stuff works. It does, you know. I mean, I've gotten, I've done that in casting, and jobs come out of that. Yeah. When you go and you put your face in front of people that don't know you, that make big decisions, you know, it's something's going to happen. Yeah, I mean, you
2: know? it's it's hard to be patient with the process. I mean, I've had. I've had five series regular auditions, six, six this season. Big stuff. Yeah. Network. Yeah. You know, and part of it is me going out there and just forcing myself to do it and seeing if I can hang. Yeah. Yeah. You know? It can seems you like hang?
0: you've also... Yeah. yeah. She
2: can hang. Mm-hmm. Yeah. seems
0: like you've transitioned out of, like, the local agent market. So, like, That's how, what I how, feel like. How's that been for you? Like, just having <gasps> a L.A. or New York agent...
2: Well, I'll say, I'll say this. It does. I feel like get taken a little more seriously, which, um,
0: you, you feel like you're taken a little more seriously. Okay.
2: Yeah. Which, which kind of pains me to say. I understand. Cause you, you understand what I'm saying? You want to uh,
1: root for your hometown and believe yeah. that we're doing everything at the highest but, level. But it's a little
2: but like, like Jesus, you know, like Jesus couldn't be a prophet in his own town. They'd be like, that's Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe who cares? You know, for me, and I'm not a prophet. I'm not trying to say that, but I just, I felt like. I had to make a step. Right. So I made a decision and I said, I may fall flat on my face, but I'm going to do the scary thing and I'm going to pull myself out of our Southeastern representation. I'm going to go with New York and LA only. I'm going to go take meetings. I'm going to, and I'm doing the auditions and I'm getting callbacks and I got a screen test. And so things are happening. I haven't booked the thing yet, you know, but.
0: Well, you booked the Tony Danza thing. I yeah. did.
2: Yeah. So you have booked. I you got- booked something. <laughs> <there>. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I mean, so that's, it is, but it's been a slow year.
1: Yeah. You booked that through your New York agent?
2: Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay.
1: So do you, do you think your timing to make that step was correct? Or is there any, is there a wrong time? Is there a right time?
2: I don't know if there's any way to know. Yeah. I just knew that I didn't want to be considered a hobbyist. Interesting.
0: Do you do you think that's what is? I
2: think L.A. casting thinks of us in New Orleans as hobbyists. As
0: hobbyists,
2: I do. I think they don't take well, us as seriously. Why?
0: Why do you think that?
2: Because I think that they think we can't hack it because we don't live in L.A. There's there's some truth
1: to
0: that. I under, no, I understand the yeah. the train of thought, but what do you say to them when you know three quarters of their project that they are working on is our actors? From the Southeast.
2: I say that they're cheap, one, right? They are. Let's Southeastern
0: say. actors are cheap.
2: They're cheaper, right? Cheaper, okay. And I know, I know Hollywood, and Hollywood is cheaper. bean counters. They're bean counters at the end of the day. Sure. So when we got rid of the tax breaks and said, no, people love New Orleans. They'll just come to her film. I'm like, no, no they, they won't. won't.
0: Well, we all knew they would. Yeah.
2: Because it's, we did, right? Yeah. But, but other people were like, no, 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 they love it here. I'm like, no, 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 they're bean counters. Right. So part of it's that. I'm not saying the talent isn't there. The talent is here. Yeah. In fact I go to auditions in L.A. and I'm like, damn, I wish I could see me some Deneen Tyler right now. Yeah, You know right. what I mean? Like, So I'm not saying anything about the talent. What I'm saying is there is a prejudice against sure. Southeastern actors. Well, there's a, there's yeah, a lot of times ones. we do
1: projects and people are just so flabbergasted that the talent here is so good. And they'll have done a show in some other regional market and they're like, <laughs> You, that's true. That's it's very true. they be like, because yeah. they'll be like, oh, we shot the first season here, but the talent here is, I can't believe we found this person locally, and it's like round of applause for Ryan and yep. Justin, and I'm just like, yeah, mm-hmm. they're all here.
2: <laughs> I mean, they're, then, they're all here. But your talent is in knowing who they are and yeah. knowing how to call out the people that you yeah. need. But yeah. I, I, that's what I was like. I want to be taken seriously. I don't want them to think that I'm, you know, I'm sitting here in New Orleans because I'm too afraid. I'm not afraid. I just like it here.
0: Yeah, but you I do too. So for anyone listening that that relates to this, you know, not everyone can do that can do that. Yeah. You know. Some people, you know, are are working job to job and yep. don't have the means to get on a plane and go take meetings yep. at NBC ABC unless they're flying them out there. Right. Right. So what do you say to those people who, you know...
2: Oh, I don't have the means either. <laughs> Honestly, I'll, I'll be, I'm being honest with you, straight up. I know I did The Walking Dead. I know, it. you know, I'm not rolling in it by any stretch of the imagination, Okay. you know? So for me, it's just, I'm...
0: You just figure it out. I
2: figure it out. I call in favors. The flight is usually what I'm paying for. Yeah, right. Right? But beyond that, I'm figuring it out. So how, how strong with is friends? Your,
1: your network... Uh, in New York and in LA of people that can support you
2: very strong yeah because I went to school in the Northeast right mm-hmm. so I have people there and then there's a ton of people who who I know from school who are in LA so there's couches there's extra bedrooms you're not doing this alone I'm not yeah absolutely not and, and like and big shout out to my husband who's got kid duty when I'm gone and mm-hmm. my parents who step in and you know I have an amazing support system and I have complete knowledge of that but it's not like I'm going first class. And sure. stay in it. you know what I mean it's like I'm going out there I'm going all right and I'm missing my kids I'm missing yeah. them I'm getting pictures of things from school and I'm crying because I feel Ooh. like a bad mom that I'm not there right
0: yeah well I you know what I um <laughs> I it's not really mine to talk about but um I won't mention any names but okay. I think it's great that you're doing that um another local actress that we know that's been doing the same thing uh just got a series
2: Oh, that's like wonderful.
0: Series regular. Cool. I'll tell you after, because it's not mine to whoever okay.
2: you are. Yeah. I am so happy for you. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh wait, she got that.
0: Yeah. What? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, so that's crazy. You know, I'm texting. Making her right that, now. making that hustle and making those trips. You know, it's it. It may not pay off for everyone out there, but if you have a, a good team behind you, you it's know, so which is hard to get you know you you have to be smart and like know who's not bullshitting you and you know who's who genuinely believes in you and has your back you know and is confident in you Uh, you need to be confident in yourself um otherwise you're wasting your money and you're wasting your time absolutely you know
1: (laughs) It's a recurring theme on, on this podcast that people have strong uh, personal support teams and strong film networks of these people that'll go up to bat for you, the people that'll get you in those meetings, the people that'll let you crash on their couch and, and rehearse lines and do all the little things and the big things for you. I feel like everybody that's come in through here that has this, you know, whatever their success story is, nobody ever said, did it all by myself. Mm-mm. Nobody ever helped me, nobody believed in me,
2: and I did it. (laughs) But in the flip side of that, too, is that if you get those meetings at CBS and NBC and wherever, you better walk in, you better nail it. You better know what you're doing. You better nail it. And that's the thing that, like, for me, like, um, the taping, the the audition taping thing, I love on one hand, but on the other hand, I'm really good in the room. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And what I love is going in and meeting people and just talking to them so they can go, oh, a normal person. That I would like to have on set for twelve hours a day. Exactly, that's what
0: we're doing here. Oh, yeah. Talking normal. like normal people. I mean, yeah. that's why
2: it was so. When you put it out there, as that was the name of the podcast, I was like, "I'm going to listen to this," because, <laughs> because that's what I get a lot when I go into a room. Is like I just feel real relaxed around you. I like your vibe. Oh, well, I'm like, yeah. thanks. And sometimes it's literally two levels of Anne. One going crazy, Anne, sit the f- down mm-hmm. and relax. your us, <laughs> we're gonna bring out cool Anne. For now. We're leaving Crazy Ann on the couch and we're bringing Cool Ann who's like, oh, Vice President of CBS, yeah, whatever. Hey, <laughs> hey guys, how's it going? I'm from yeah. New Orleans, right? I hope yeah. that's what you do. I teacher. totally do that. I literally am like Crazy Ass Ann, sit down. Stop overthinking this. Stop it. Yeah.
0: yeah. Yeah, if you get in your head about that shit, yeah. it's like... It's hard to come back. Who, yeah. Who's going to entrust you with a series for five to ten years... You know if you're crazy. If you're crazy. Well, there are a lot of crazy people on TV, I'm sure. But so that's I mean, one of the things that I'm glad you brought up the the thing about, you know, being counters and and regional actors sometimes being perceived as, you know, a cheap a cheap purchase or whatever. Because that's one of the the ideas of this show is to to feature regional actors and to show people that you know we are more than than that yeah. and that we we have talent lots of it and uh if they keep treating talent like that here and they want to keep shooting here people are going to start asking for more money you they know? already have yeah some people yeah. some some people do ask for more money and yeah. some people get it
2: i think you, you have know? to just be really honest with yourself about where you're at in your career at mm-hmm. every moment and i don't mean Just mean like you know, it's been two years since you've done anything major. Well, then maybe you need to think about what your pay scale mm-hmm. is going to be. But you're coming off some stuff where you've been paid. You should be paid. Because my, my work that I'm doing is not just the result of me walking to this audition. It's college. It's grad school. It's years of pounding the pavement. It's, you know, and, and it's worthy. You know, I think my father is a person who, who showed me how worthy art is of being paid for. His man has never played a free gig in his life.
0: Good for him. Yeah.
2: Because he studied and he's he's a virtuoso at what he does and he he needs, deserves to be paid. He's an artist. Nice. Right? Your
0: parents are still around?
2: Yeah, New yeah, they're Orleans? both almost seventy. They live in Metairie. Nice. Ooh. Yeah, they're I they're two of the best people I know in the world. Awesome. They really
0: are. Do they do they take the reins when you go to LA sometimes with the kids? Yep. Oh, that's nice. Yep. Shout out to
2: Dorian and John Mahoney. Oh, this Dorian episode, this episode brought to you by Dorian. Yeah. And, and Jeanette Montgomery, who's, um, was a ba- my babysitter when I was a teenager and now is like heavily helping with my kids. Great wow. woman. You needed a babysitter when you were a teenager. <laughs> so I didn't kill my brothers. <laughs> basically. I was the bad one. Oh, I got you. Not really bad. Yeah.
0: So, um, so you, you have all these methods in your bag, in your, uh, actor bag. And all these techniques. How do you uh, how do you talk like a normal person? How do you keep it real and grounded and not get you know crazy actory?
2: Well, the first thing for me is to understand where I am and who I am. So, because that will change how I talk like a normal person. So, you know, a nun in the 14th century in Italy is going to talk like a normal person. Different. Than a contemporary goth chick at a punk concert, right? So my first step is to understand my environment, where I am, what the time period is. But after that, I ask myself this question all the time: I'm like, do I believe an effing word coming out of my mouth right now?
1: You ask it to so. you I ask, believe it? Do I believe it? Yeah.
2: Because we all have that voice, and you can hear it. I'll be like, I was, you know, doing a scene. I'll be like, well, I think, and I'll go, God, I don't believe mm. a word coming out of my mouth right now.
0: Sure.
2: <laughs> so then I dial it back and I go, how would I just, just say it, say it,
0: just, just say, just say, say it. it, just say it.
2: Yeah. And, and so for me, it's a constant process of just asking myself if I believe myself yeah. right now, because yeah. I, at 42, I know myself pretty well. Right. So I feel like I, I can go, I don't believe a word coming out of my mouth right now. I'm what's the disconnect then? Why? Right? Is it because I'm afraid? Because I don't want to go there emotionally? Well, then I have to go there. Gotta, like, put my big girl panties on and do it. Is it because I don't understand? If I don't understand the character, maybe I got to do homework. You guys would crack up if you saw my homework notebooks. <laughs> I would not. Homework
0: is very. Tell us important. about your homework notebooks. Yes. Yeah.
2: So, um,. I do this thing where the first thing I do is I... And I do this for any audition I have the time for. Sometimes I don't. Sometimes, particularly if there's an accent with the audition or anything complex like that, I'm going to focus on that. Um, But what I do is I write down what's called the given circumstances first, which this is all the stuff I know, right? right? Including, like, this is the producer. This is the channel. Homework. This is the director. Because these things will tell you so much. I paint, too. I'm a painter. And one of the things I learned from painting is people have a brush stroke. And like, even if I don't know, I'm not clear that that's a Cezanne painting, I can look at it and probably go, I think that's Cezanne, because he has a very particular way of doing things. Directors are the same, writers are the same. So that's my first aspect is just that very superficial, who's the producer? What's the channel? CW show is going to have a very different vibe than an AMC show. It's going to have a very different vibe than a Showtime show, right? So understanding that, if there is episodes available, obviously watch Watch some of them. The
0: tone of the show. The tone. And if, if
2: there's a similar movie that a director did, watch a little bit. Get the feel for, you know, like I like to say Coen Brothers is like acting minus five. Okay. You know, it's like I act more brushing my teeth in the morning than an entire Cohen Brothers, <laughs> right? So I know if I get called, and I have, I got gotten in for this, I'm like, dial, dial it, back, 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 yeah. back, right? But I do like Big Mama's House too. that's acting plus one. Yes. Right? It's still not campy, Oh, well, it was a little bit, it but is. it's just a little, eh. So that's my first step. And then I'm going through the environment. Where am I? What's the time period? Who am I? What, what is the position of a woman at this time period? How would she react to a man? Right. And then I'm going to dig in on the details. So if I mentioned something in real life, if you said, to, if I said to you right now, what was your first car? It
0: was a 1979 Honda
2: Civic. And you have a very clear picture of it in your head, right? Yeah. So if I'm going to say anything in the room, I'm going to have a real clear picture on what it is because I would. Right. Right. Now, I can't get 42 years of, or however old the character's experience is crammed into whatever time I have to audition. But those things that are important, people I talk about, places I'm referencing, things that I'm pointing out, I have a reference for that. It's not going to be just something I'm pulling out of my butt. Because to me, I feel like the camera, and this is totally Tim Phillips, great book. Um, sure. Sherlock Holmes in the text, love that book. Act, uh, Act for your career, not your job. The camera sees what you know. So sure. you better know it. Yeah. Yeah. So that's where I work from. So I'll get down to details in my homework. Like when with Olivia on The Walking Dead, I have notebooks, plural. You
0: now, does, does this kind of homework, um, <clears throat> is there a point where you don't have to necessarily do all that? And it just, it comes because you know the tricks in your head?
2: Yes and no. I mean, um, there have been things that I've done, like Gladys Presley was one of them after I did all the initial research for her and understood who she was from pictures and listening to interviews and stuff, which are very few, because I wanted to get her accent right too. Then after that, I felt like that was like a conjuring that was weird. It was weird. Like I had dreams where she visited me and talked to me and I was waiting to find out if I was gonna get the role and I actually prayed about it and I said, I don't wanna play you if you don't feel like I can do justice to who you were because it was really, I feel like with historical characters in particular, it's such a responsibility. Yeah. I felt an extreme responsibility to be true to who she was and her relationship to Elvis. So sometimes there's a homework and then it just kind of launches. And then there's other stuff, like Olivia needed a lot of homework because she's such a, a sketched character, even in the comic book. And I wanted to know who she was. I wanted her to be full... I wanted to be three-dimensional. I didn't want people to be able to write her off, which yeah. you could if I, if I didn't get into detail about who I was and where I came from because I certainly wasn't talking about it on the show very much. But I knew. Right. And it was in everything that I did. So it fills it in a place that I, I didn't get from the script. So I and, think, yeah.
0: And has Olivia, playing Olivia, has that opened up some opportunities for you?
2: Yes, majorly.
0: How, how has that changed your life?
2: I just get in the door
0: yeah. In, yeah. For anything. Because of it? Because of it. Wow. That's amazing. Yeah.
2: And I have a fan base. And these are like the most delightful fans on the planet.
0: Just... Yeah. How do you get 70,000 Twitter followers?
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, mine's nothing compared to like the leads on the show have like 500,000, 7 million, you know? It's crazy. Well, the show has, uh, on a good week, has 18 million viewers. Wow. That's, so...
0: That's unreal. And
2: then you go to Comic-Con and you meet all these people, you know? And, and, and they...
0: What's that like, Comic Con?
2: (laughs) It's work.
0: (laughs) Like, what what does that entail? I've never been to a Comic Con. Like, what do you do at a Comic Con?
2: So I have a table with my banner behind me and Mahoney, Walking Dead, and whatever else. And people come up and they pay for your autograph.
0: Oh yeah. So I sign
2: a an autograph, but it's not just that. Like the experience. You talk to them. I talk to them, and I feel again a tremendous responsibility. To give each of them the an experience of meeting this person that they've cared enough to come up and pay fifty bucks for my autograph, right? Crazy. And mine's nothing. Other people are like, I forget what the price is on. Like Sylvester Stallone is like three thousand dollars an autograph. Is right? he there at Comic Con? Sometimes, yeah. Have, he's never been at one that I was at. Who was it that I starstruck over? Oh nuts, uh, Kit Harington. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Ha, oh, Trek. Um, but so And I, I get asked Literally the same three questions What are they? They are What was it like Working on the set Of The Walking Dead What was it like slap, Slapping Jeffrey Dean Morgan <laughs> Are you sad That you're dead
0: Oh, Don't answer Any of those here Because then You yeah, won't be able no To
1: one's answer gonna pay. No one's going to pay For it
2: But I have trippy experiences Like I had this Gigantic African American man Six, five, six, six Jacked Came up t- To my table And he's like I can't <laughs> i can't they did you wrong he's like crying very upset that was, is awesome i was like but i'm i'm here did you give
0: him a freebie i Come did on. and
2: i hugged him i hugged him i gave him a big hug and he sobbed in my no, arms Oh, you were his favorite they did you wrong you were so nice there was no reason <laughs> just really just unjust
0: that is amazing <laughs> they
2: did you wrong
0: gosh yeah. I, that show um, has done a lot for a lot of people for a lot yeah. of regional actors yep. you know we, we all in this room know a good handful that have mm. their careers have prospered from that yeah. so even though I have nothing to do with the show I'm very thankful yeah. for you guys that it's been around so, yeah. So, what's something that you would like for casting or producers to know about you that they they probably don't know and that you think is worthy of them knowing?
2: I'm sexy and I'm funny. There you go. Facts. I'm sexy. Like it's okay when it, when the character says beautiful. You you can send me in for that. Yeah. It doesn't have to say chunky, but beautiful. <laughs> it could just say beautiful. <laughs> And you could send me in. It could say partial nudity, and you could send me in. Okay. Uh, and I'm funny. I made the vast mistake of crying on the very first thing I was ever on in television. Everybody went, "Wow, she can cry." Now you're pigeonholed. Now I'm pigeonholed <laughs> into fucking crying. <laughs> and I mean, I, I comedy is my is where I, is my bag. I love it. That's the first thing you hey, cast yeah, me. in. yeah, you
0: got to do uh, what the barefoot. Barefoot, yeah. you cast me in
2: that. Yeah, you were funny on in that. that. Yep. Yeah, you did. I mean, it's not it's it's either wacky funny or it's really earnest funny.
0: Uh the director of Barefoot has a new movie coming out that looks amazing. Oh, I can't I'm gonna remember have to the check name it out. of it. Yeah. He it's, was
2: great to work with.
0: He's great. Have you ever seen uh Hamlet 2? He directed that. No. You should you should
2: I played Hamlet, so I should definitely see what? Hamlet Two. Yeah.
0: You should rent that.
2: Okay. Hamlet 2. Yes. I'm always looking for stuff.
0: It is amazing. Okay. I trust it. It's you. funny. Steve, i mean you know Steve i love to
2: sing and dance you knew that so I obviously to be a
0: pirate okay I'll, I'll tell i'll tell you the story of that after this podcast <laughs> <laughs> um all right cool so let's flip the script you got yeah, some
2: questions i got questions She's got a lot of yeah questions.
0: that looks like a lot over there Ooh, child
2: you you asked yeah whoops okay taped audition file sizes they should be small
0: well, I mean you know like they should still be have clarity and be what well the th- the thing is
1: when, when they get uh, uploaded to cast it and breakdown um, they're automatically compressed yeah. and your agent should be uploading them automatically but already but sometimes we get them direct
0: yeah those are usually giant
1: yeah there's there's, there's been a few really. times where I've been like this is so huge it's taking forever to download yeah but it It doesn't matter because it's getting compressed Ah. to the same format that every other video is.
2: So if it's going through Echo Cast, it doesn't matter. But like if I'm sending right now, most of my auditions... On Hytale. Well, are they going like direct download or whatever? Like I send to WeTransfer or whatever. Yeah.
0: there's a there's this if you use a mac i have this software called wondershare you can just drag the file in it and you can change the file size
2: send me this I, remind yeah. me just
0: yeah google wondershare I was looking i i've had it for years and it's a totally antiquated version of it um and I don't know, like I don't want to buy it again. I had to buy it. It was like I understand sixty bucks or whatever. I'm
2: like I can function with this.
0: Yeah, it's like like it, it lets you transfer for iPhone four, you know, yeah. like <laughs> that kind it. of thing. <laughs> but,
2: okay, yeah,
1: never never really had a problem with file size. I'm just, just glad yeah. to
2: know because like there's like there was an internal debate about it at one point yeah. I, was like, I
0: mean you don't want it to be yeah, too don't be small of a file mm-hmm. size or it'll be grainy and yeah, like, won't and look right
1: you might as well just err on the bigger size because again it's going to get com- com- you'd rather have it compressed down yeah and- sometimes they're like a gigabyte which and that's that ridiculous. Which is ridiculous Isn't I mean it's not the biggest headache in the world. It's just like, oh, I got to wait 5 minutes for this to
0: download. If you're using if you're your doing, iPhone, I think you're probably going to yeah. have a a fine, a fine size. size. Yeah.
2: Yeah, you know, don't I mean,
1: rent the red uh-uh. camera just to no. shoot your audition. Well,
2: yeah. you know, like and it also depends on like I do a lot of like 12, 15 pages things like that. That will yeah, that'll huge. make it It's going to be huge. Yeah. And I'm trying my best to like but I don't want it to be like I'm in Iraq yeah. Yeah, doing exactly. this by Skype. <laughs> not,
1: i think um <laughs> ecocast just so to speak. Uh, upgraded to i think 1080 right it mm-hmm, was, yeah mm-hmm. so what ecocast just recently upgraded to 1080 Oh, I, yeah so no
0: i haven't been keeping
2: up yeah they we're on 720 for a long time
1: yeah i don't think you should, really need te-
0: technical to go
1: out of your way to shoot a 4k video ever um good, ever, to, know. Ever. good
2: to know until it until we're all on yeah. that Okay, so this is a question, and I I debated whether I was going to ask because I don't want to ever sound like I'm being offensive toward Hollywood, but... Here we go. I feel like there's a lack of imagination in Hollywood about casting anybody but leads, okay? So, for example, I'm Hillary Swank. I was in Karate Kid. I can be a boy. I'll take three months at the gym and whatever. But the rest of us are like, ah, I just, I don't know. She has brown hair. And you're like, have you heard of a box of dye? <laughs> so I guess my question is do you feel, because, and I'll tell you what my experience is when I played Gladys Presley, they sent my audition, audition tape back, the first one. They're like, we love her, but she doesn't look old enough. I'm like, all right, just give me five minutes. I like sat down and did age makeup and sent it back. And I was like, and they're like, Oh, yeah. I'm like, Y'all couldn't just do that in your head. Well y'all like make people into aliens and crap. Like you can't imagine me as fifty, even though she was thirty eight, just no, like me. But you no,
0: they don't wanna they don't want to it's like time is money. Yeah, you know, huh? and aging you or changing your look or whatever. It's extra days, extra money, like that they don't either have budgeted or yeah. they don't want to spend yeah. for whatever reason so i think that's the nuts and bolts of it it's it's money it's bean counting
2: so my follow-up question then is do i wear the wig um if it looks good do i yeah, wear the wig it, do it, i put look, on the age makeup do if I it do, looks good i think the it looks real
0: great
1: the real it looks question great. is do you slate with it are you do you feel like are you because that's something we talked about on our earlier episode. It's a risk. Yeah, it's a, yeah. it's a risk.
0: Um, if if you feel passionately about it and and it's not going to be like hokey and weird yeah. and distracting, yeah. I've seen a lot of distracting wigs in right. tapes yeah. you know with like the bad hairline and no, yeah, yeah. you gotta like figure it out you know so, get, get the kind with the mesh or always like remember. have bags.
2: lace front yeah. lace front yes. seeing is believing like the drag queens mm-hmm. uh-huh. and
1: when you say people lack imagination like I there's some truth to that especially with directors they just need to see it to believe it yeah and yeah yeah so it,
0: that is uh 90% 98% of the time They that, need to see it To believe it That's so, why you
2: call us in For sexy and funny Even if we're not A size zero Yeah Because exactly. we can deliver that I know what you're talking down. about We do
0: that Yeah, we, I know you guys we, do We wild card it all the time
2: I love I noticed that Because I happen to Often be the wild card you think you're the
1: wild card you might be the safe option you don't know I well
2: I know I can tell you the times that I know I've been for instance I walk in the room everyone else is African-American but me I'm the wild card okay and and that's happened to me many times
0: oh when I was an actor I would go on auditions all the time it would be like me and like uh, a black woman like
2: wow, that's wild! You know,
0: like all the time. Which yeah. one of you is like, the
1: wild card, though?
0: I don't know. Yeah, don't yeah, yeah know. you'll never know, yeah. will you? My, my first job, uh, my job that I I got my SAG card on, was a role uh, in a TV pilot, and my role was called "Arms Akimbo," and it was a really flamboyant guy with his Aww. his arms akimbo, and <laughs> I did not even know what that meant until. I saw the character <laughs> name. And, uh, and it was like this whole thing. Like I go, it was like at NBC, like in one of the trailers on the lot in Fancy. LA. And mm-hmm. like I remember like getting called, you know, and like you got the sides on the day because there was, you know, this is back in the day. And I remember this guy walking past me and I'm like going over my, my two lines, you know, and, and looking up and I'm like. Not realizing it was the creator of the show, you know? But he saw me like working it out outside. Yeah, yeah. And uh, and I go in, I do my my two lines, and like and I book the job, and I'm like, I booked the job. I'm gonna get my SAG card, and I show up to set on the uh, on the day, and there's two of us. Oh, there was me and like a 600 pound black dude, oh. both playing the same role. Oh, and I was like, what? what? Right. Oh, and then he like he brought us together and he's like he's like yeah I just couldn't decide so we just cast both of you and we'll, we're just gonna you know we'll see we'll edit it together the whole thing like got recast the entire show like Ugh. when it went to series got yeah, recast as it does yeah. my heart would and our, sinks our role, for you our role wasn't even in the pilot you know when it all was said and done Cheers. but It was a good experience. But that's the thing. Like I was always a wild card. Like you know, it's either gonna be this dude with the crazy eyes and the large expressions or a giant black dude. Ryan, I don't think
1: you were the wild card in that scenario. (laughs) No. No. You
0: think he
2: was I was the twink? Justin knows. Yeah, you know. Justin knows he knows.
1: You were you were the you I were was the, the guy. safe bet. Yeah. I love these <laughs> stories. This
2: is why I love listening to the show. Like beyond like the actors that I love listening to, I love listening to your experiences. It's really cool. You know?
0: So it was fun. I thought I was gonna be famous after
2: that. You are in a way. Yeah. Yeah. You're famous to us. Yeah. You have really great eyes. Oh those Thanks. glorioso lashes Well too. I was seeing that picture you posted on Facebook the other day where, you, where you, When you were like I don't know Teenager or something and I was like yeah. damn I could get lost in those eyes I was, I was 20 You were <laughs> precious you were precious. You could play thugs too, Justin. I'm that. sorry. Excuse me. Yes, you me? could. Wow. You have like a hardness about you. I could see you like in Prison Break or something. I'm the like that.
1: sweetest guy oh. of all time.
2: <laughs> Lies. I am soft serve ice
1: cream. Mm, I don't.
2: I don't think so. <laughs> all right, I have another question. Okay, go ahead. Stop me if you need to.
1: Okay.
2: Um. Okay. So this is what I wrote. Props in an audition. Sometimes I feel like a taped audition process is somewhat an audition for being a mime lately if there's an important prop in the scene i'm just using it because i don't want my audition to be about seeing how good i am at pretending to drink a cup of coffee i,
0: I do not mind props at all
1: there you know that there's casting directors at least in this region that
2: hate hate it,
0: hate it. Props.
2: and i'm like if they're smoking a cigarette just smoke why not? the cigarette if you're calling smoke if you're calling on the cigarette. cell phone just call pick on up the fucking phone. phone yeah that makes me nuts cuz i'm like why why does it then cuz then it becomes not about my acting it becomes about my ability to mime mime yeah, yeah. i did not study committee dell'Art. Yeah, this is. I important. did. You did? A little bit. Just a little bit. Oh my God. We have so much to talk about. I need to get back and talk to you.
1: Um, more. Just no weapons. That's, yeah. Don't don't have a weapon, especially in, in the room. I guess if it's taped, you could have a weapon, but no weapons.
2: There's a lot the of liberties you can take when you oh, tape. Which when I you love. tape,
0: I mean, I've seen a lot of auditions We've seen guns. with guns yeah. and, it, and tapes, but, you know, sometimes like the studio doesn't know that it was self tape. And they see that gun and it's like, yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, I I think there's a way, like if there's gonna be a gun, there's a way to frame it where your hand is off camera. Right. Absolutely. But if you need the gun in your hand to, you know, help you feel the feel the real thing, do it. You know, you don't necessarily have to show it. Yeah. You can have a, you know, a laptop uh, keyboard or whatever yeah. for typing you know, into the thing, nobody's going to, if it's framed properly, nobody's going to see your hands, but it's going to help you in know. your portrayal. Yeah, so you're
2: not trying to also be a mime. I mean, like, yeah. I'm not a very good mime, but I'm a good actress. <laughs> Glass box. Because <laughs> I'll tell you, like, I've taken, you said you have to trust your instincts. Like, I've taken some real liberties in the past, you need to stop me Am I talking to him. I've taken no. some real liberties depending on the audition. So one of them was good cop recently. So there's like, this woman is like, I can't remember her name right now. That's how many auditions there have been lately, but it's like she's like a chronic smoker, okay, and probably an alcoholic. She has two dogs named Adolf and Little Adolf. That tells you what kind of person That's she is, awful. which is not who I usually get to play. So I'm like, yeah, damn right, I'm <laughs> right. So it's like she smokes. I'm gonna smoke. I'm gonna sit there in my audition and I'm gonna smoke a cigarette the whole time because I know that I change on the occasion that yeah. I smoke. Right? Do you know how to smoke? How hard is it? <laughs> In, I, I inhale. mean, if, if
1: you don't smoke all the time, your audition could have been...
2: <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, I knew I was going to have to smoke on the show. Okay. So I was yeah, like, yeah. well, I better just... I better start, 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 I better start smoking now. Smoking. <laughs> I better start practicing now. But, you know, but that's, and then one of them was Big Mama's House too, where it was like, it was these two coaches that were bad dancers, badly leading these young girls doing a dance routine. And I totally straight up choreographed a really crappy, funny dance routine to a Black Eyed Pea song, and I brought in a boombox. That's the move. And I put it on, and I did it. And I remember Mark Fincannon, when I came in, going, like, I saw him sit back in his chair a little bit. He's like, oh, God. But then (laughs) I did it, and he was like, damn. And I got called back, like, four times. The fourth time, Mark goes, oh, you know we already cast you, right? I was like... (laughs) <laughs> what he's like oh we already cast you we're just trying to find the other girl and i was like, oh. <laughs> you could why, tell me this, like why were yeah. you there because they wanted to pair us yeah. up oh i and see we yeah. ended up being like a laurel and hardy like she was a really tall That's slender funny. redhead and i was like the short who were you paired with wendy what was her last name i can't remember la actress oh, oh okay. okay yeah I, I was okay to be from New Orleans, but the yeah. other girl, we better had, somebody yeah, from yeah, LA, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And make sure girl. they can really do it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. We have time for one more question. No. So pick a
1: good one. No,
2: I have so many good ones. Pick okay. one good one. Um, Is it better to turn in a prepared audition early? Yes. Yes. Taped audition.
1: Yes. 100% yes. Early we, bird gets
0: the worm.
2: Will yeah. it be seen
1: earlier? Yeah. It'll there's, be
0: seen by me earlier.
1: There's... there's an advantage to it, in the sense, like if we get your tape early, and it's like, oh yeah, Anne Mahoney's great. We're definitely putting her up. You're, you've locked in one of the five spots in our yep. heads. It would take a lot to bring and you out of it. And if it's
0: if it's super 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 amazing and exactly like what we think the director is going for, we might just send it right there. Yeah. Like, yo, yep. check like like on the dirt. We were casting. Yep. Um, we literally we were casting David Lee Roth. Uh, David Lee Roth. Yeah. Right. Um, And I was like, there is no freaking body who's going to be able to do this. And what did we get? Like five, three, tapes, three or four tapes, like three or four tapes, Reset. literally the first guy that came in, the first guy's tape that came in, I was so excited about, I was like, I, I can tell you now that we are not going to get anybody better than this. I said, like, this is like my first, like, week on the movie mm. which we were on for like 12 weeks i was like this is the guy for david lee roth and everybody loved him yeah. everybody's like oh my god but they still wanted to read people in la and they you know what the guy was from la yeah so whatever it didn't matter uh so they waited till like the week before to hire him like when we knew all along that this is he was the, the guy. guy yeah it took three months to hire that guy guy. that guy was
1: pinned for a couple
0: months but the guy did do a jackass thing okay he sent his tape and he had this like david lee roth hair it was amazing and he cut his hair for a commercial he cut it like like all off basically he just had like Bangs, and so then it was an issue with yeah. That's, that's kind of the reason with extensions hair. or wig and all this shit, and like the hair people were not, not happy. T- no, of course that not. That we cast, that we ended up casting him.
1: Yeah, um, they were like, "Can we get a real David Lee Roth impersonator?" Yeah, and I'm like, "This, this like, is
0: him." And I, I was like, "I would never send an audition to a hair person," but I was like, "Watch his audition, yeah, yeah, you <laughs> jackass,
2: <laughs> right, fuck with me." <laughs> Oh, I was pissed. Yeah, I was Charles? pissed. No, you were. pulled weren't. out the
1: F. Well, they were being rude about it.
0: That's yeah, the they thing. were. Very and I don't rude feel
1: bad it. saying it on this podcast because they should know they were being rude.
0: And he's going to rock it. Yeah,
1: he is. And
2: there's no place for that. It really yeah, isn't. I exactly. don't, you know? Right. I don't. Know. Mm, that's exactly. really good to know because that was my instinct about it. And to me, like most film and television stuff is a little bit on the, this is going to sound weird, fragile side in that, like, you kind of got to just do it. Do it. Right. Yeah. For the most of the stuff, like occasionally you'll get a role that you'll have all this time to prepare for but the most time, if you're not nailing it within like a day or so of getting that thing, if you're not having a feel for it, it's probably not happening. Yeah. Right? If it, it, you know what I mean, most of the stuff that we do, it's kind of fragile yeah. and delicate. So just fucking nail it. Just, yeah. just do it. Oh god, the f word.
1: That's okay. Wine, we wine, have the worst mouth ever on this show. I how, did long, really good. how long have
0: we gone? Yeah. we got a long one yeah, alright well I guess we should start wrapping it up and awesome thank you a lot so of good much. info for yeah. actors
2: thank you from you guys too thank it's you so for important. sharing
0: your techniques and your Ho- the story. homework
2: story
1: that was something everybody should take away is the yeah. homework? do your homework yes. party people
0: alright so uh, thank you Jason Thanks, once Jason. again yeah. for being our awesome Sparkly producer engineer yeah. Um, so we got some some Twitter and stuff like that at Talk Like Normal, at Glorioso Casting, at Jason Edwards TV, at full Grown mouse, Justin T C underscore underscore on Instagram, at Annie A-N-N-I-E Moho.
2: Mm-hmm. On
0: are you are you Instagram as well?
2: The same on yeah.
0: A- Instagram and Twitter.
2: Wait, say that again on Instagram.
0: Annie Moho. Annie Moho.
2: And my new children's clothing line is coming up. Yeah. What? Oh my gosh, yeah. At Peaky D on Twitter and I saw at that. At That's Designs. why I called you an entrepreneur. Yeah, yeah. In the oh, you got a check
1: mark on your Instagram.
0: Because she's she's uh and she's
1: verified verified, yeah.
2: Do I? I think I am too. Yeah, you're verified. Uh uh, Ryan Glorioso is because if you comment on anything, you go in a special column. You go in the special verified column. Yeah, you just it's, No
0: he's not. Yeah. Glorioso <laughs> casting. I'm on Twitter,
2: Justin. Why are you? Oh, on Twitter, Justin. There's yeah. no reason to be yeah. rude.
0: Twitter. I'm also. I'm also on Instagram. People.
2: How all right. dare
0: you? <laughs> hey. All right. Let's fight off camera. Yeah,
2: we got rap. Or and
0: there's more wines. Yeah, let's, mm. yeah. Wine, right. wine, wine.
2: Thank you so much, Ann. Thank you guys for having me. I appreciate it.
0: Talking like normal people is brought to you by MyCastingFile.com. Create a searchable profile accessible by multiple casting directors who are casting major film, television, and commercial projects. MyCastingFile.com